0: Welcome to Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. How's it going? Love it. I'm good. Did you get – are you all set with all your incense and everything that
1: I sent you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad and happy that you sent that to me because after – I think after last weekend's recording, it was especially needed because I was so terrified (laughs) by everything. Me too. Because,
0: well, we set up this podcast saying, like, oh, we're going to tell each other ghost stories just like we would if we were together, like, keep it a little bit more conversational and a little bit more lighthearted. And last week was just scary. Yes. (laughs) It wasn't at all. And with all of our technical difficulties, too. Yeah, that was like the timing of everything, whenever it would, the screen would black out was really awful. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm Sabrina, by the way. Oh, I'm Corinne. <laughs> and we are two girls, one ghost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll get it right eventually. Yeah.
0: But but for now.
1: For now, we're, <laughs> for now, we're just going to be it. clueless.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me how to use this sage stuff so I can actually cleanse my house?
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think I sent you. There's like a little wooden stand, mm-hmm. and you put the shell onto the stand. Yeah, I put the it's shell just, on. It's just like. There. Yeah, so that's just basically what you use as the (laughs) ashtray.
1: sort (laughs) of beautiful ashtray,
0: so thanks. It's an abalone shell. Um, So yeah, it has more meaning than I'm making it seem. But yeah, you just, so you light the sage
1: and then, because I get, you just have like one single sage stick, right? But it's massive. It's a big bunch. I didn't know if I should split it Um, up or if I should.
0: Just use it. Okay. Use it the way it is. Do I have to burn the whole it's thing? No, 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 no. So, okay. So you light it on fire. Okay. But you don't want, like, the actual sage stick to be completely on fire. You just want it to be sort of, like, embers smoking. Yeah. So, exactly. So you might have to blow out the flame a little bit okay. until it's smoking. And the point is to go around either, but well, you could do it to yourself or to someone else or do it to the space that you're living in. So I assume you probably want to do yourself in the space that you're living face. in. But
1: the nice thing is that whole kit came with a face mask, which is supposed to cleanse yourself. So yeah, I have no I idea could do
0: what that. that was about. But that's <laughs> such a perk. That's such a bonus. I know. It's probably to de-stress after the stress of, of trying to ghosts get haunting demons <laughs> out of your <laughs> apartment. Yep. But yeah, so once you have it lit, you're supposed to just work. I mean, you're in a single apartment, so you don't have to do multiple floors. But if you're trying to do your whole house, you're supposed to start at the bottommost floor and work your way up. Gotcha. And you can either start facing east and work your way around each room until you get to the northmost facing wall, or I've also seen people do or heard of people doing um, where you just start sorry this is weird but what this for two years i've had one single fruit fly following me everywhere (laughs) and it just came over by me
1: i don't think fruit i don't think they have that long of a life (laughs) no (laughs) i stopped
0: killing them though because i'll kill one i killed them the first two months that they were following me and then it would just be replaced by another single one but anyway that was distracting (laughs) maybe it's my spirit guide oh my gosh (laughs) it's a fruit fly yeah maybe i'm just stinky i don't know um no fruit flies like good smelling things oh maybe i'm fruity yeah i don't really eat fruit though i eat pasta and meat (laughs) so
1: (laughs) it's a little confused
0: yeah okay so but the other way that you could do this smudge stick is um start at the doorway so your front door yeah and work your way around the room clockwise so you okay. can do that.
1: What happens if I do it counterclockwise? I don't know, but don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought because you have to do it clockwise, the, the there, reverse like happens. a negative thing. Yeah. All of the demons come in. Instead of closing so, off your house, you're opening it to all the demons.
0: Just do it the way that okay, the well, Native Americans say.
1: Okay.
0: To do it. Cool. And then if you're going to cleanse yourself, you just basically try to get a bunch of smoke and go from you're at the top of your head, all the way down your arms, your legs to the bottom of your feet. Okay.
1: There was also an oil that came in the package that you're supposed to put on the bottom of every entryway.
0: Oh, the anointing oil. Yeah. So it's like yeah. supposed so to that's cleanse supposed your to be en- like blessed. The entries. Yeah. By God. Oh. And you can either use it in the doorways to bless the doorways or the entryways. Or you can use it to bless yourself. So if you do, like, the sign of the cross on your forehead right. um, with the oil, that should be protection of yourself.
1: Good to know. Well, now yeah. I feel really prepared. I think there prepared. was also salt. Yeah, there salt, was salt. too. Yeah, to put at the doorways as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sending that to me. I really do feel so much more prepared. I actually, like, I think just even having it, the kit in my house and not even having been able to use uh-huh. it yet, I, I have been more at ease. i really (laughs) have i don't know sunday last week when we recorded the the dream episode Mm -hmm. i i probably was the most scared that i've been in a very long time and then after i got your package i don't know the 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 week has just been very nice and like i haven't worried about scary things or it
0: already brought in positive energy i actually that's so good to hear
1: it's really nice thanks for sending it to me
0: yeah of course my my mom and my brother well, I am excluding my dad. I don't know why I'm excluding him. <laughs> but basically, growing up, I always had all of the spiritual stuff and the cleansing stuff. And mm-hmm. my room was filled with it. And whenever something would happen, I'd bring it out. Mm-hmm. But when I went to college, I kept a lot of that stuff back in Vermont. And the people that used to kind of be like, oh, you're being silly, like bring it out at every instance. Guess who started using it? My mom and my brother. Good. They're, like, smoking out my brother's room, like, doing everything. They'd call me and be like, where's the white copal?
1: Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> it's all good. So it's good you left it behind for them. Yeah. So this week. We're doing. We're doing. Legends and ghost folklore. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm so
0: excited. So. This I was think- a good one because you can you could just like went into a i mean i'm sure you did too yeah but i just kept clicking and clicking and clicking there's and going. so
1: many so many like different stories and then versions of the same stories and uh-huh it's so cool and then
0: people will comment on the posts and be like something similar with this folklore yeah. happened to me and then you just keep oh god it was such a
1: and it's interesting whatever. from country to country how they differ or how one kind mm-hmm. of seems similar but they're all inspired by different uh, stories, I guess. But, yeah, um, I think kind of stemmed from Bloody Mary, right? And we'll talk about oh, that. Yeah. A little bit. Did
0: you ever do Bloody Mary when you were a kid?
1: I I, I didn't.
0: Re- I was way too chicken.
1: No, I think I remember. I was the biggest baby in the world. Like I, I once watched the the mummy, the first mummy, with my sister and. Could not sleep for months. I had to sleep with my lights on and read Curious George every <laughs> single night. And m- the mummy's not that scary, but no, I think for my my sister loved all that scary stuff probably because she was the devil. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but she loved going into the bathroom. And, and now your sister people.
0: knows you have a podcast, so oh, yeah, so awkward. She knew- well,
1: it's fine. She knows that she was an evil person. Okay, she was really she was a bully. <laughs> Love her now, but you know. That's probably what my brother says about me.
0: He was so nice. He's, like, never done anything wrong in his life. It's annoying.
1: Wait, he used to I'm scare the you devil. all the time, according to you.
0: Oh, yeah, mm. but, I mean, I'm sure I did worse. Right.
1: <laughs> That's what older siblings are meant to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, but now he I does. have a tough skin, so thanks, Lex. Okay, back to Bloody Mary. Um, I... I think I did it maybe once in the bathroom, but I didn't stick around. Or if I did it, it was with a group of people, and I very quickly left the bathroom because it was – Yeah. I I don't want to mess with that shit. I
0: remember watching people do it. Mm-hmm. Like, in my elementary school, we had um, – did you guys have kivas? You know what that is? No, what is
1: that? It's
0: almost like a sort of, like, beehive formation of um, – It's like a stadium seating, but it goes down into the ground and all the classrooms are on the top level. So it's like a meeting room and you go into the Kiva or at least ours was set up that way. But anyway, there was a bathroom that was just a single stall bathroom and kids would go in there and do the Bloody
1: Mary. Oh, my gosh. Bloody Mary. (laughs) It's so creepy the way you whispered that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. My mom, I think also – a reason that I didn't do it as a kid is that my mom once told us that she did it when she was younger and came out of the bathroom with like scratches all over her face but I called her because I remember the story so clearly I called her yesterday and I asked her and she goes "Uh, I can't remember I think people like had red faces or something and I was like you scared the shit out of me as a kid and now you don't know if it's true scarring
0: information and she's like "Mm, insignificant in my memory yeah (laughs) Them. I don't really remember how like what how did that folklore start what I actually, actually happened
1: I actually looked up a ton of it so
0: she was like a witch or something right
1: well there's three different versions of like who it's based on but the ritual began as a way for young women to find out what their the face of their future husband would be so they had to walk backwards up the stairs holding a candle in a dimly lit house and then look into a mirror That sounds
0: like a scene from The Exorcism.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Walking backwards (laughs) up the stairs, yeah. But then they would look into the mirror, and they were supposed to catch the view of, like, the face of their future husband. But sometimes they would see, like, the Grim Reaper or a skeleton, which meant that they would die before they had the chance to get married. Oh, my God. So it's supposed to be, like, Bloody Mary, as in you will die before you marry. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But then – so there are three people that it's based off of. And the first one is the vampiric Elizabeth Bathory, or the bloody countess, who in the 16th century in Hungary, she tortured, mutilated, and murdered young virgins, and then drank their blood to stay youthful. So that's- oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know- It's kind
0: of, on a lighter note, it's kind of similar to Mother Gothel in Tangled, except she didn't drink anyone's blood. She just yeah. stole a child and stayed young from the hair.
1: Kind of reminds me of uh, the witch in Snow White. You got to be the fairest of them all. Um, But the second one comes from a witch during the Salem witch trials. Um, And I guess children of that era would chant, I believe in Mary Worth. And Mary Worth was a practitioner of the dark arts who was burned alive for being a witch. And Mm -hmm. when you said, I believe in Mary Worth, three times in the mirror, she would appear in a long white dress dripping with blood down her face. Um, But then I guess the third... Yeah, that is great. But the third most popular theory is um, that it's based off Queen Mary of England. She was the ruler in the 16th century. She's known for her persecution of the Protestants, and she would burn Mm -hmm. a lot of them at stake for their crime of religion. And she was the daughter of Henry VIII. And Henry VIII is the guy who's famous for marrying a ton of women in order to have a male heir to the throne. And he killed- Oh, and then he
0: would behead them.
1: Yeah, he would kill all his wives.
0: But it's like, dude, it's your fault. You're the one given that chromosome.
1: Right. So, I mean, if you're the daughter of this crazy guy who's obsessed with having an heir and and married then when she took throne, she was the first queen to not be married and be ruler in her own right. But she was so obsessed with having an heir. So much so- that she ended up having pseudocyesis, which is basically a false pregnancy where you are so convicted in your desire to ke- have a child that your body – you trick your body into thinking and acting as if it's pregnant. So she had all of the signs no of way. being pregnant. Yeah. But then, like, her due date would pass and then months and months would go by and she never would give birth to a child And then she eventually died at the age of 42 and never had an heir. So, like, the idea is that she's this witch in the mirror who is just angry at any female and forever. And it said, forever outstretched and empty. Oh, that's so sad. It is really sad. And it's interesting because she did kill a shit ton of people. But, like, in this version of the story, I feel really bad for her. Yeah, you have a little bit of... Empathy for her. Yeah. She couldn't help it. Like her her dad kind of was an asshole to her because she was a female. And then he sent her off away from her mom. Like she didn't even get to say goodbye to her mom when her mom was on her deathbed because the dad, depending on who he was married to, would uh either send her off and treat her as a bastard, or if she was married if he was married to someone who accepted her, she would be treated as a princess. So she was basically forced to live this double life of You know, one day you might love me, one day you might hate me. That's
0: mental abuse.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Well, regardless of what the backstory is, Mary in the mirror is not a good person.
1: No. She will scratch your eyes out or scratch your face or try and kill you.
0: My ghost uh, does some scratching, too.
1: Really? Should I go into mine?
0: Yeah, please. I totally looked up a ton of different stories, knowing that I already knew what mine was going to be and that I didn't even have to look it up. But I just wanted to see what other folklore w- right. were. Um, okay, but mine is local to where I'm from. Oh, my gosh. Vermont. So this is in Stowe, Vermont.
1: Wait, so I've been like 40- there.
0: You have? I think so. It's a very popular ski resort. I'm pretty sure Johnny Tsunami, that Disney Channel movie
1: oh, yeah, yeah, was filmed yeah. there. Or is he there the or one who moved from Hawaii and then...
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. But Stowe, Vermont, it's about a, f- this, uh, is a bridge, a haunted covered bridge. Oh my gosh. It's about 15 minutes past the Ben and Jerry's factory. So if you're ever doing a tour of Vermont and you go to get some ice cream and visit the ice cream graveyard, go 15 minutes further and you might see a real ghost. There's an ice cream graveyard? Yeah. So when they retire flavors, there's a graveyard outside and they do like a little, Oh, my god! down, and they'll say, yeah, coffee, coffee, buzz, 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 went out for a little while.
1: I visited its grave. I cried. Wait, but when it came back, what do they do? Do they just dig up the cross? I don't know. I'm making everything up.
0: Oh. They do have a graveyard. I don't know anything about.
1: I we know. are so anyway. smart. <laughs> I
0: know. <laughs> Whenever I listen back to this podcast, and I think it's too because we record very late, at night because yeah. it's – at the end of the day still, we've already yeah. worked normal jobs and done everything. But my brain, I'm like, I have about five words in my vocabulary after 8 p.m. And yeah. that is what we're working with.
1: Honestly, I listened back to one of the episodes and I swear I must have a brain injury or something because I lose <laughs> track of words all the time. And then I think back to – I had a concussion in high school, so maybe that's what it is. It's <laughs> just permanent damage.
0: <laughs> I, I can't get any more. I had a couple. I think I had really? two or three. Mm-hmm. From what? Um, it's embarrassing. Both, both times are drunk. Anyway, back to oh, the ghost yeah. story. Yeah, sorry. Stowe, Vermont. The bridge is referred to as Goldbrook Bridge on Google Maps, okay. if you are looking for it. I will look uh, for it. But the bridge is referred to by the locals as Emily's Bridge, because there's a ghost there named Emily who haunts the bridge. So there are a few different stories about what potentially happened to Emily. So the first one is that she was supposed to elope with this man, and they had planned to meet at the bridge, and then they were going to run away together and get married.
1: That's so Romeo and Juliet.
0: Yeah. He didn't show up, though, so oh no. not
1: not, not as romantic.
0: <laughs> um, and then she was obviously very distraught, and she hung herself from the rafters. In the bridge. Oh my god! The other version is that she was supposed to get married, and it was her wedding day. She showed up to the church, but her husband never showed up. She left in a frenzy, took the carriage with the horses, and um, went was going across the bridge, but was just so out of control of the horses and had the carriage riding way too fast that oh she gosh. lost control, and her and the horses both crashed, fell off of the bridge, and passed away.
1: That's so, so sad.
0: Yeah. Um, and the story, I think, that's told more often, at least from what I've seen in Vermont, is the one where she was waiting on the bridge and then hung herself when yeah. her lover didn't show up. That and one's too, more we... devastating, too. hmm
1: I mean, they both are, but...
0: Well, there's actually a photo that someone has. We can post it on our Instagram. Please. But... Uh, People go there all the time. It's such a tourist attraction now. And take photos and videos and try to see Emily. Um, but there's there was this one group that took a bunch of photos. And you can see in some of the photos very clear orbs. And one of the orbs in one photo is stretched out and looks like a woman hanging from the rafters. Oh, I just got chills. That's so Very creepy. creepy. Yeah. So there's actually no written historical evidence that Emily was ever alive, that she existed around there. Um, and the first time someone mentioned her was in 1968, when a high schooler wrote a paper about using the Ouija board on that bridge and said that they met the girl named Emily. Oh, my gosh. But there is – I I did find that there was a gravestone nearby, and there was a girl named Emmeline. So mm. – Close enough. Maybe it's a nickname or
1: something. I wonder. I mean, she was eloping, right? So, meaning she was doing it without her parents' wishes. So, like, she maybe was well not on good terms n- with her family. So it would make it would make sense that she's not recorded anywhere if she wasn't on good terms with her family.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and to who knows what the religion, how religion was back in the day, right? If maybe because she committed suicide potentially if it was she didn't get the right to be in a graveyard right they i don't, don't really know her.
1: yeah that's true they they did that
0: yeah so we haven't found any evidence but i think the evidence is at the bridge so every year too in in vermont they have like fall festivals and then we'll have like ha- the haunted forest and mm-hmm. we'll have like different um there's a place really close to my house called the Haunted Forest, where they actually have paths going through the forest that are normally like mountain biking trails, but right. they turn them into a very like spooky tour that you can go on. And you're going through like the dead of night into into the woods by some guide who doesn't speak to you. They just like nope. motion you in there in a black cloak and they're like, Follow me. Nope. So, you do that and then you stop at certain um, areas in the woods, and then a skit will be put on. So, it's supposed to be kind of family friendly, but it's scary. I volunteered there a few
1: years. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah, I was on the scare force. So, I would hide in the woods in the darkness. I don't know why I did that. I would yeah, that never do it terrifying. today. But I'd hide in the woods, and people would be walking by, and I'd come out and be like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always, every time I go to, I, I mean, the East Coast has the best kind of haunted houses and haunted trails and stuff, mm-hmm. but every time I go to them, Especially the one that you're describing right now, I think of how easy it is for a serial killer to just to go in there and pretend that they're someone exactly. scaring people, and then just kill chainsaw. People. Boom, yeah, you're done. Because there are fake Very chainsaws and those things all the time. Yeah, yeah, terrifying.
0: It it would be easy anyway. They do in the haunted forest. They do an Emily's bridge skit, oh, wow. and it's she's left alone at the bridge and hangs herself. The thing with Emily is that she really doesn't like men. So a lot of guys are targeted on this bridge, and there's a lot of things that do happen. One of my friends, her dad was driving over the bridge because, mind you, people have to go – some people have to go over the bridge. Like, it's right. their houses are past the bridge. Yeah. So a lot of people go there as a tourist thing. A lot of people, locals, try to avoid the bridge. But there are plenty of places that you have to go yeah. across the bridge to get there. Yeah. So um, – one of my friends, her dad, was going over the bridge, and when he crossed to the other side—and this is not a big bridge; it's not long—when mm-hmm. he got to the other side, he had scratches on him. So she's a big scratcher. Oh, um, people have experienced a lot of different types of paranormal activity from her. Scratching is very popular. People have photos online of their scratch marks, um, and she usually she targets men and boys. There's also been many reports of banging noises coming from outside of the vehicle. So like Emily's like hitting the car as it's going as by. It goes across. But um, yeah, there's also been people will hear dragging sounds going across the tops of their car as they drive through, and people have reported actually having um, seeing shoe like scuffs on the roof of their car,
1: and oh, also that
0: handprint that is in the direction that it – like, on the window that it would – someone would have been sitting on top of the car, reaching like, down and, like, holding onto oh, the window. That's so creepy. Scary. Yeah. Um And she touches people a lot, so people have been scratched. People have – she scratches people's arms and backs a lot, so they'll have, like, bloody, like, claw marks, like, like, scratched hard enough that it's not just, like, oh, no, I'm scratched. It's, like, it looks – like deep enough. Like you were or? ripped into basically. Oh my gosh. People also hear footsteps happening on the bridge, like following them, or if they're just sitting and listening, you can hear footsteps. Um, they'll hear the sounds of like ropes tightening. So that oh, wow. could go with either theory, the her controlling the horses or trying to control the horses or her right. setting up a noose. Um, they hear really weird noises some people have heard a disembodied scream or the sounds of what seems like a female voice when no one's around
1: you know what this all makes me think of what like the the theory is that she killed herself right but what if the guy did show up and killed her instead because he like didn't actually want to marry her whoa Because that makes so much more sense. Because, like, her screaming, I mean, unless she had, like, regrets last second, but.
0: And why, why, that would, that would explain, too, why she's so incredibly mad at men. I mean, it's one thing to be ditched. Right. But to actually be murdered, like, you'd stay there. Yeah. And you'd attack all men. Yeah. Because if the guy that you love the most is the one that kills you, Mm -hmm. how can you trust any guy?
1: Yeah. And especially the night that was supposed to be the best night of your life. She probably, if, if she actually wasn't on good terms with her family, she probably was running away from something that wasn't positive and thought she was going towards happiness and a whole new life. And then, I don't know. Yeah. People
0: have reported seeing her, though. Like, actually physically seeing. Well, they'll see orbs. Or, like, a white apparition floating nearby the bridge. There's a lot of unexplained figures and, like, shadows and everything shot by different people. Wow. Yeah, people go there a lot. A lot of the activity happens, apparently, between midnight and 3.30, but stuff happens all the time. Oh, wait, I just remembered something. What? This is about Emily's Bridge. Um, So our local radio station back home... I don't know if they still do it, but around Halloween, they'd yeah. have people call in and tell scary stories, like, that actually happened to them, real paranormal experiences. That's awesome. And I remember years ago, a guy called in and had a story about what happened to him at Emily's Bridge. Oh my gosh. He and some friends wanted to go check out Emily's Bridge, so they go down with their truck, they park their truck, and then they're just walking around, walking across the bridge like trying to see if anything happens nothing happens they hang out for a little while they go back to the truck they had their two dogs with them and they had left the dogs in the trunk of the car like the open pickup truck and the dogs were dead when they got back
1: wait so I've, they're like okay either i've heard this story before or you I told, told me. you i'm okay, sure, told probably. Me. okay.
0: Yeah, so the the dogs are dead in the back of the That's car.
1: so upsetting.
0: Yeah. So they're distraught. They're like oh my god like We're never coming back here. They go back home, put the dogs in the yard. They put a tarp over the dogs. They're like, okay, it's late at night. We'll deal with this in the morning and bury them in the morning. And morning comes, and the dogs are alive and waiting at the back door.
1: Yeah, I you've told me this story, but it's still just as terrifying and freaky. I know. Weird and so unexplained. Yeah.
0: I hate it because it was like a local guy calling into the radio being like, wait, I had something happen. Here's. Have you ever been to the bridge? No. Mm -mm. My brother has. Nothing happened when he went. But he's also, I mean, he grew up in the same house I did. So it was spiritually active a lot when we were pretty spiritually active when we were younger. Um, So he's not going to do anything stupid to provoke her. A lot of people do, though. People will yell profanity and call her a bitch and wow. all that stuff, trying to get her to scratch them.
1: <laughs> well, I just don't <laughs> Which is just so for those stupid. people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard of, like, people going up, like, teenagers going like, peeing on the bridge, like, guys, like, whipping it out, like,
1: ooh. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, so, but, like, I, why would you ever do that? There's so many
1: right.
0: real-life stories of people going across the bridge and something happening to them or parking near the bridge and something happening to them.
1: Well, it, it goes back to I feel like so many people don't believe in the paranormal. So they're like, oh, that's all bullshit. Let me. So I'm going to go taunt so and so. And if nothing happens to me, then I can prove people wrong. But it, mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, people are just assholes. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's Emily's bridge. Wow. Maybe I'll go of- one day.
1: It kind of goes back to the whole, I mean, even Bloody Mary, that's taunting as well. Mm-hmm. And then the one I did, it's very similar to Bloody Mary. Her name's Hanako-san, and she's from Japan.
0: Hanako-san. Hanako-san. I like that name.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what Hanako translates to, but her name basically trans to, translates to Hanako of the toilet. Um, what? Wait, so this is her nickname, not like an actual like, no, name that she was born with? Okay. Hanako-, Hanako is her real name.
0: Okay. Um, but of the toilet is not actually circulating around no, 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 in Asia. No,
1: no, okay, no, no, no. I, no, just checking. <laughs> this is just the urban legend name. Um, so she's a Japanese urban legend of a young girl who haunts school bathrooms, uh, particularly girls' school bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, the legend is very similar to Bloody Mary in terms of how you call, like how you beckon her. But I picked her because she's like Moaning Myrtle. From Harry Potter. I was because, thinking that when you said she yeah.
0: is in girls' bathrooms.
1: Yeah, she haunts <laughs> girls' bathrooms. So she dwells in the third stall of girls' bathrooms. And then it and there's not one specific bathroom. It's just any girls' bathroom, and it has to be the third stall.
0: Which, that's interesting that it's the number three, because I thought, is it Chinese or is it Japanese? Where the
1: number three is supposed to be Lucky. Is it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But um, in this case... Not, Not so, so lucky. Much. Yeah. People will figure that the bathrooms are haunted by Hanako san if the bathroom lights will start flickering and turning on and off without anyone doing anything and doors will open and close uh, on their own. So, in order to call her, you go to the third stall and you knock on it three times and you politely ask, Are you there, Hanako san? And then you'll either have like a long silence where no one answers or sometimes there will be a long silence and you'll hear. I'm here. Yeah, but then, but what I like about this is that there are so many steps where you can back out. Whereas with Bloody Mary, you say her her name three times in the mirror, and that's it. That's it. It's already out of your mouth, and you're like,
0: I regret this. You're like,
1: shit, what did I do? But this one, you knock three times. That's step number one. Step number two, you wait for her to respond. Step number three, you can choose to open the bathroom stall door or leave. Um, and. I would leave. But if you open the door, there will be a small girl with a short bob wearing a a red skirt and a white top, kind of like a little schoolgirl outfit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there are three different things that will happen or have been said to happen. One, uh, she will reach out and grab you and drag you into the toilet, which has now become a portal to hell. And then you're dead, essentially. Or there's one version which is like the creepiest one because I feel like a lot of movies do this where you'll hear that I'm here and then if you open the stall there's actually a three-headed creepy ass lizard who mimicked the girl's voice and actually just kills you. Oh my god. Which I feel like a lot of scary movies do where they like imitate or mimic a voice that's like friendly and sweet and nice. And yeah. Then they trick you to come to them. Um, and then the third option is uh, she will either – she might offer you protection to kids who are bullied by classmates or having other problems with ghosts. Oh, with I other like ghosts, that one. Which I like the most as well, yeah. So the history of Hanako is one story says that she's the ghost of a girl who was killed during an air raid during World War II. Uh, she was playing a game of hide and seek in her school one day and chose to hide in the third stall of the girls' restroom but while she was hiding, a plane came and bombed the area, killing her. Oh, my God. Which is really sad. Yeah. Um, then the second one, which is which makes the most sense to me, just based on what the ghost is said to do, um, is people say that she was a victim of bullying by her classmates. And one day, she tried to hide in the third stall from the bullies. They chased her into the bathroom and tried banging on the door. They say that they eventually gave up, but later that day, the janitor found her dead in the stall And like that said, they say that she committed suicide right there because she was so over being bullied by everyone. But similar to your story, but similar to your story, I kind of was like, I think the bullies probably killed her and then left her body there, which would make sense that she's kind of haunting people and then also protecting people who were bullied because I don't know. Like, yes, I think people commit suicide often, and it's really upsetting and sad. And I don't think you'll ever Mm -hmm. understand why people do it because. It's such a difficult thing to imagine, but I don't know. In these circumstances, I kind of feel like they were left there to look like they committed suicide.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait, I have to look up. So it reminds me of, they might've made an actual movie about it, but the documentary is called Bridge End and it's a real life look at, um, there's this town or this area in the UK i don't know exactly where it is which part but all these kids are committing suicide like all of them just so unexplained and they it's crazy like people will be fine and then three days later all of a sudden they'll just walk out to the woods and hang themselves like no no like nothing and it's it's like over 70 teenagers no way yeah and it just that sort of reminded me of it it's on netflix Or it was on Netflix because I watched it on Netflix a few years ago. But um, it just reminded me of that because when I was researching the folklores and legends, Native Americans have um, some belief that there's a suicide spirit. So when there's high rates of suicide in the the reservations, Mm -hmm. they'll associate it with sort of this this ghost suicide spirit. So it just reminded me of that oh, cuz Bridgend. Wow. It's, it's so insane. You should watch it. It's yeah, I don't want to ruin it by telling you certain things that happen. No. I'll that watch the documentary
1: it. actually Well, it's kind of like a Slenderman thing too where yeah, people just get so engrossed in into certain theories and stories and maybe it is isn't a ghost actually visiting and telling them to do these things. They yeah, do you just spend your belief you get so because you wrapped want into to. It. Yeah.
0: You want to believe, which is so crazy too. That we have the example of the Slender Man because what that was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, or yeah. whenever yeah. that the yeah. guy online made it. Yeah, this is an internet folklore that we can f- follow from the very beginning, yeah. from the origins of this guy creating this right. like meme or this photo, and yet people do crazy things. I
1: know, it's try it's to wild. kill each
0: other because yeah. the Slender told them to. Which makes me think it's, like, do these legends, the things that actually happen to people, like, obviously some things I think probably are more valid with spirits. Right. But stuff like the Slender Man, does that just – are the people that are actually acting on this and feel like he's actually speaking to them, is it showing mental illness in these people that they're able to so quickly kind of adapt – Right. that mentality that it is real and experiencing things, or is it making people vulnerable when they're reading these scary stories, and something else, maybe demonic presence, can latch on oh, that's pretending to be something that this oh, person so is interested in. And
1: be manipulative because they mm-hmm. know that they're believing that one story. It's that's like what you said earlier
0: about mimicking a voice to get you to trust trust them yeah and that's something the demons are and known they're known to pretend like they're something else or pretend like they're weaker than they are right to trick you into this false sense of security or feeling Mm
1: -hmm. like oh well i'm
0: i have more power i'm okay
1: right and they try to make you seem like they have your best interest at heart but like you know they have evil plans that they actually want to do and They take advantage of you. Yeah. It's so scary. Pretty crazy.
0: It's just hard to know
1: what's actually going on in in a brain and how it works.
0: Yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, we don't even really know how dreams work.
1: Yeah. People don't know. Dreams.
0: And everyone talks about, I mean, we touched on sleep paralysis a little bit. Yeah. In our past episode, just because I had a
1: little experience with it.
0: Um, And then we posted that that instagram and everyone was
1: oh my gosh, was, it's crazy how many people have had sleep paralysis i know. it's i was so having scary. so much fun
0: reading the comments yeah was, yeah i was also terrified i was like oh, my <laughs> people got it way worse than i i do
1: there was but, did you did you see one person commented and tagged their friend in it and they were like why are you doing this to me right now <laughs> 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 and their friend was like oh i forgot it's nighttime there oh <laughs> Yeah,
0: very scary. So, but scary. yeah, it's a, like the sleep paralysis. It's a, it's a new sort of thing where doctors and and this scientific world is trying to explain away yeah. what's happening. But like, is that actually? Because everyone has different experiences, and it's like lucid dreaming and weird hallucinations. But in some cases, it seems like it's legit.
1: But also, don't they say sometimes that you feel paralyzed when spirits come around you? So. Sometimes it might not even be sleep paralysis, but it's actually just the presence of a ghost is so traumatizing for you to experience that you physically cannot move.
0: I think that's what happens to me because I don't nap anymore because I get sleep paralysis right. when I nap. Never get it at night. I shouldn't say never. Knock on wood. Good thing all <laughs> my furniture is wood. Um <laughs> But I don't, I don't, I've never had it actually at night when I'm sleeping regularly. It's only during the daytime when I nap, which it's like sleep is sleep. Why would one be different than another?
1: Yeah. I've never had it, thankfully.
0: You're very lucky because it's, it's terrifying because you're trapped. Yeah. You're trapped in your body and you're, you swear that something's happening outside of your body. But your mind is
1: working, right? Like you.
0: You're awake. It's like being in a mini coma. It's like you're awake and you're fighting so hard to open your eyes to say something to like count down to 10 from 10 and wake yourself up. But like nothing happens. Like you are trapped. And then what happened to me sometimes, which is this, like this is definitely why I don't nap anymore, is you're just so exhausted from fighting yourself awake that you're tired. I hope you never get it. I hope so, too. I've been so on edge, though, from doing this podcast that my shoe rack, I have a over the door shoe rack. Mm hmm. And I rearranged some of some of my shoes the other day, and I woke up in the middle of the night yesterday, and i, I kid you not, I was staring at my shoe rack for a full two minutes because in the darkness it looked like it looked like a very large firefighter. I'll keep my shoes exactly as they are, and then you can come visit me right for Halloween I'm okay uh should we read our emails excited to see my shoes um yeah wait yeah so we asked you guys to send in your own experiences and we actually got a lot of
1: emails we've gotten so many i'm so excited by it even though they're terrifying it's awesome
0: oh yeah there are times when because it will come in on my phone because i have our gmail on the phone and it Mm -hmm. will be like so and so emailed you and i'm like "Mm, it's 11 o'clock at night i'm gonna wait until (laughs) morning (laughs) well do you want to read one first sure
1: Okay, so the first one I have is from Molly. She said, Hey, girls, my name is Molly, and I love your podcast. I just started listening to it. Thanks to Justin from Mysterious Circumstances. Thanks, I have a cra- Justin. Yeah, thanks, Justin. Uh, I have a crazy story for you about sleep paralysis. So I was about 15 when I went to spend the night at one of my besties' house. We will call her Marcy. So it was a typical sleepover watching movies and talking about the hot boys in our school – Ooh, Bye. that's what she wrote in the email. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> boys. <laughs> we finally decided to go to sleep, and she gave me her bed, which faced a closet. She kicked out her younger sister, which you do, and sent her to sleep with her parents. So Marcy slept on her sister's bed, which was parallel to mine, but hers faced the restroom. It was the middle of the night when I woke up with an eerie feeling as if someone was staring at me. I looked towards the closet, and there was a little girl with pale skin, dark hair, and wearing a red dress with white trimming. I blinked my eyes, and every time I did, she seemed to come closer to me. This sounds like Dear David. Dude. So scary. Don't bring him up again. I didn't think about him for like two days sorry okay so at this point i freaked the fuck out i looked at my friend marcy who was completely asleep on the other bed i kept trying to hit the wall and scream her name but nothing came out the little girl was about to reach the bed when marcy moved and she suddenly disappeared needless to say i had a hard time going to sleep so at breakfast time i decided to tell marcy my experience she looked at me with a scared look and told me to tell her mom about it so i did Marcy's mom looked at me, got up from the breakfast table, and left to her room. She came back with a picture frame, and in that picture frame was a picture of that little girl that I saw. Oh, my God. Yeah. She told me that that was their firstborn daughter (gasps) who died in a car accident because she wasn't in a car seat. She said she loved that dress so much that they buried her in it. They also decided to name Marcy, which is the friend in the story, after the dead daughter. Oh my I just God. couldn't believe my eyes or ears. As you might have already guessed, I never spent the night there again. And then I, I asked her if um, they, if like the family had ever experienced it or had seen the daughter. And she mm-hmm. said, she said she didn't know, but the family never told anyone about their dead daughter because it was so traumatizing. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm also surprised that the the daughter. I mean. Maybe she had seen her before, but the the daughter knew as soon as she heard the story, like, I know who you're talking about. Go tell my mom. That is so eerie. It's both amazing and so scary. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, that's so sweet. She's obviously going to be a nice spirit. Hopefully. And and she's still staying with her family, which it's like, we want her to move on. But, like, we get it. You know, maybe she's waiting for her mom and her dad.
1: Yeah. Do you think she was looking at Molly to be like, you're not. Marcy, because usually it's the two sisters sleeping in that bed, right? So she was like, who are you? Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's all creepy and weird, though. It is. Anything with
0: children and ghosts is scary. Yeah. Even if it's something sweet, like, that you know who it is and they're checking in. It's still a little terrifying. It's
1: just very unsettling because you don't. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on.
0: You're not on. ready for it.
1: <laughs> no, you're never ready for a ghost. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, do you want to read yours? Yeah. Okay. Are you scared? <laughs> I,
0: I am scared. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay. This one is from Scott. He said, I can say that I've had some experiences with ghosts over the years. I'm used to it now, and I just let them go about their business. There, These are a few of the experiences I've had over the years, but we're just going to read one of them. He said, the most significant experience I had was when I visited Antietam Battlefield two years ago. I went out to D.C. with my girlfriend for a weekend trip. And seeing a couple of battlefields was on my list. Once we arrived in Sharpsburg, Maryland, I started getting a headache. The town had an overwhelming feeling of sadness and pain. And once we got to the battlefield, the headache got worse. We visited the sites, and I had a good time until we got to the section known as Bloody Lane. Once I walked on that road, things were different. For one, no animals made any sounds in that section of the field, and there was no wind blowing. Oh the gosh. wind blew on other parts of the field, but on Bloody Lane, there was none. So you could also feel sadness and pain, and I would felt someone crying when I was standing there. I stayed oh. maybe five minutes there, and then I had to leave. Once we came home, I crawled into bed and felt someone tap my ankle three times. I looked nope. around, but no one was there i did notice after my trip there were some gray hairs on my beard <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that's very scary that's really that, scary. it's
0: the scary part is that he, when he went home he was touched like did something follow you
1: yeah home that's creepy that's also really the whole no wind blowing is
0: very unsettling yeah That's, like, I am surprised – I mean, he said he only lasted five minutes. But I'm surprised anyone makes it any amount of time there. Yeah. I feel like certain things, just kind of your fight or flight instinct kicks in. Right. And you're like, this isn't right. I don't belong here.
1: I bet it's a moment of, like, because it's so unsettling, you – it's, like, a form of paralysis where you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, you don't know if you should stay or if you should leave. And it sounds like he was trying to – like, he didn't really have a feel of if it was, like Mm – Negative, or if it was just sadness, yeah. Know? Like,
0: is this a spot where we're supposed to stop and we're supposed to mourn the loss, right, of everyone in on this battlefield? Yeah. Or is this something creepy that I should not? I shouldn't be in this section.
1: Should we read two more? Yeah. So this one is from Alex, and he sent it to us on Instagram. Um, so this is what he said: He said, "So I was about fifteen or sixteen, and at the time, I be- my bedroom was downstairs." Uh, now in Manchester, where I'm from, it's quite common to smoke at a young age and it was an absolutely beautiful day. So I opened my curtains and went outside for a cigarette and whilst I'm smoking, I looked into my bedroom and in the far corner of my room, right by my bed, I saw a figure. He was old, like really old and just staring at me. It was scary. Yeah. Eye contact is the worst. So I threw my cigarette and ran into my room and there was absolutely no one there. First of all, like, why would you run to your room? I'm so- <laughs> he run ran- outside, run away. Yeah, I would. I would jump out the window. Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> and then you die, and then you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for most of that night, I stayed as close to my family as I could. Then they all went to bed, and that's when things got really weird. I was making myself a cup of tea, which is so British. Uh, a cup of
0: tea and a drag of your fag.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was making myself a cup of tea. I'd managed to stay relaxed and avoid thinking about it. My mom is quite a decorative person, and she had this antique spice rack hung up on the wall, and it fell straight off and smashed all over the floor. So obviously I was terrified, so I sat in the living room with the lights on, TV blaring all night, and then I heard something fall. I ignored it and went to bed. The next morning, my mom... mum, My mom.
0: My mom. I
1: just love how they talk. Um... <laughs> My mom woke us up screaming that someone had smashed the salt pot on the table and that salt was everywhere. That was the noise, I guess. I saw him a few more times Those things are heavy.
0: It's not just going to implode.
1: And also you would notice the difference between someone like dropping it and someone smashing something. Yeah. Uh, I saw him a few more times after that out of the corner of my eye. I like to think it was someone protecting me and trying to make me aware that he was there. And then it just stopped, and I've never seen him since. I didn't believe in the paranormal until that day, and I tried to trace back the history of the house, but nothing really stood out.
0: It's a nice thought that he know. <laughs> would like to think that it's someone looking after him. him but, but the that fact that sound it was like it. aggressive enough and had enough energy to physically smash something, that's yeah. not most – things don't do that. No. No. Well, at least he didn't see him many more times.
1: Yeah. I wonder if he like because he started to think of him as someone who's trying to protect him, the ghost was like, he's not getting it. He's not he's not scared of me. Hey, that's not what I was going for. Yeah. Maybe you don't harsh my vibes.
0: Th- maybe that's a tactic we should use. Yeah.
1: Mm, and just loving you so much. You're so nice. You're just protecting me. Thank you for throwing that knife at me. <laughs> I made you this punch up, <laughs> okay wait i have i I have one to read yeah
0: yeah jocelyn said hello fellow paranormal lovers
1: hi jocelyn hi
0: jocelyn hello everyone (laughs) we love this this is so exciting to get emails okay she said just in the middle of your second episode and so excited for this podcast thanks The thing that excites me the most is that I love ghost stories and have a large amount of experiences myself. Both of my parents have creepy stories and seem to be beacons for spiritual energy. This is apparently hereditary because those spirits seem to follow me everywhere. I have a few stories. Feel free to ignore them and not read them all. We read them all, but we're going to read the very last one, her most prominent in our minds. Okay. Last October, I went to Scotland to help my friend move there. She was moving in with her Scottish boyfriend, and so he was touring us around parts of Scotland. We had a cool bedroom cottage in the Isles of Skye. I don't know what that is, but it sounds really cool.
1: It does. Sound, it sounds beautiful.
0: It does. My friend and I were in one room where we each had a single bed, and then the friend that was moving to Scotland was in the other room with her boyfriend. As I mentioned above, I get a feel for houses as soon as I walk in. Oh, yeah, so in early in her email, she said that when she walks into a space, she can... Get a sense of if there's um, energy or not. Wow. Positive, negative. Okay, so she um, says, my friends get creeped out and don't want me to tell them if there's a ghost or a spirit because they believe in it and they don't want to know that they should be scared. So I, I walk I into that. this. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> so I walk into this place and was instantly hit by a spooky feeling. I try to ignore the feeling because sometimes if you pay attention to it, it will try to contact you or become more active. True. On the first night, I grabbed some crystals just in case, but there was nothing in my room. Right before falling asleep, I had to pee, so I got up. I had to walk through the kitchen to get to the bathroom, and on the way there, I felt someone watching me from the dining room. I casually look over, and there is no one there. I acted all calm like I didn't know it was there, but there was definitely something standing there watching me in the dining room. After I finished peeing, I ran back to my room and I crawled into my bed, clutching my crystals. In the morning, I didn't mention this to my friends because we still had one more night left in the cottage. We spent the day hiking and such. So after some wine and food, that sounds nice, we all went to bed. Before everyone went to bed, I used the washroom so that I wouldn't have to leave my room again. I don't fall asleep easily, so I often read before bed. And since I stayed up and read, my friend in the room was snoring happily long before I turned the light out to sleep. Again, I grabbed my crystals and tried to sleep. This time, almost as soon as the lights went out, I felt something standing at the edge of the bed. Ooh. I instantly curled up under my blanket. It's so funny that, like, to protect ourselves, we always pull up our blankets. Yeah. Like, like hiding will keep us safe. <laughs> I instantly curled up under my blanket and tried to push the spirit out. Because I was so creeped out, I kept moving around. Whenever my feet poked out from the blankets, I felt like someone was tickling them. It was so uncomfortable. So finally, I told it to leave me alone, and I went into a ball, and I tried to sleep. In the morning after we left, I told my friends about it. And as I told the story about the ghost tickling my feet, my friend looked at me with a terrified look. She proceeded to tell me that she'd woken up in the middle of the night and looked over. Oh, I have chills. She says she thought she saw me or a shadow standing at the foot of my bed. She thought that was odd. And then she saw my head poking out of the blankets. This didn't make sense to her, her sleepy brain. So (laughs) she went back to sleep. I'm pretty sure the ghost tried to pull me to it by my feet and that my friend saw him. But she was too sleepy and she just went back to sleep. Also, Scotland is haunted AF. (laughs) So casual? (laughs) I shouldn't have read that because my room is so hot and I've been sleeping outside of the covers for the past few days. Get a fan.
1: Oh, I have boob sweat right now. Yeah, you sweat from being scared. That story is crazy.
0: All these stories are so scary. We have, I mean, we have so many experiences, but reading someone else's experience makes it seem so much scarier. Because yeah. I feel like you and I both—we've each told our stories maybe so many times, either to each other or to friends—that you kind of become,
1: what's the word? They're just—they're less impactful to us now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're desensitized. Yeah. So it's like, oh, and then this happened, and it's like maybe terrifying to someone else, but that's—we're like, nah, got tucked in by a ghost one time. But yeah, reading reading it from someone else is oh my god, so much scarier. And, and reading it just not online, where it's someone posting a story but like knowing that it's an actual person who is messaging us
1: with their real story right not
0: just someone making something up in the comment section of a
1: website right terrifying it's so scary and even we got one email that is going to inspire our next episode which is going to be um, reincarnation because we have an awesome email from her name's jody which we won't read till today but we'll read it next week when we do it's we wanted to read it, and
0: then I was like, wait, Sabrina, We should just do
1: a whole episode about it.
0: <laughs> Let's just do a reincarnation episode. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, please do send us your stories because we really read them, and we want to read them on every single episode probably yeah. moving forward. Um, so send
1: them to our email, which is two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone should go follow us on Instagram like us rate us oh please on itunes give us um a rating and uh subscribe it means a lot to us yeah and, and write a little
0: review with you yeah if you feel so inclined because that's really what helps us on itunes and on the list and yeah
1: um so, and it just makes us feel so happy
0: yeah every single i check it like five times a day and i'm like we got one more <laughs> yeah. we screenshot yeah. them and send them to each other and we're like what do you think this person's like <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i love all the social media with everything i think we've yeah it's so cool and then also just we've learned about so many other podcasts and mm-hmm. just it's just a whole world that i didn't know existed and i am so happy we've yeah, found we be, it and we are we connecting are so with these cool people too.
0: yeah yeah so thank you everyone join all of our social media yeah subscribe download yes. give us that rating And send us your, send us your stories. Send us your stories. Take photos because I'm too scared and maybe catch some ghosts on
1: camera. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But like, give us a disclaimer so I don't just look at the photo and freak myself out.
0: Yeah, and no one do any of that really cruel stuff. I hate when people post videos and they're like, oh, if you listen really quietly, you can hear footsteps. And so you have volume, full blast, and your, your face is right next to the computer and then some monster comes out and screams. I hate that. I don't listen to anything with volume anymore. I've lost all trust I know. in the internet.
1: I was watching the Hanako San videos and I had to turn the volume off. And even though they're like poor quality, like student films, but I just yeah. couldn't do it. Um, okay. So we should say thanks to people, right? Yeah. And also I think shout out. So there's Justin from Mysterious Circumstances podcast. He actually did a really cool two-segment, two-part um, podcast about the Jameson Family Disappearance. He he does a good two-part about it if people want to listen to that. And he has a great podcast called Mysterious Circumstances Podcast, so you should all check it out.
0: And, oh, uh, if you listened to the first few seconds of our podcast, you heard the promo from Just Another Murder Podcast. They are these three Aussie chicks that talk about murder – and, and
1: they have the best accents. Yeah, how
0: do you – I'm trying to – I was almost going to say murder with the Aussie accent, but I can't. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much cooler listening
1: to them. It does. It's so much cooler listening to them. Sometimes when I'm listening to them in my car, I'll try to repeat what they're saying to practice my Australian accent. Mur-
0: murder. No, murder? that really bad. Meta. Oh, that's so good. Can you cut mine out? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just do yours long long silence and then yours meta Meta. (laughs) australian accent
1: well uh i think that's it from us thanks for listening everyone please rate review and subscribe email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com
0: and follow us on twitter facebook instagram we are now on google play and on stitcher yeah But you've been so great because you're the one that's uploading them. I'm so inept at technology. So thank you, Sabrina. We make a good partnership. We do. You pull the weight and I show up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You do a lot too. Are you kidding? You like created all of our social media.
0: Yeah, I did the logins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Someone needs to keep our passwords protected. So thank you, Corinne. It's me. (laughs) me. I came up All with right. the creative
0: passwords. All right. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone. We'll see, see you, you on Sunday. the
1: other side. Oh, yeah. No! See you on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> see you next
0: Tuesday. <laughs> okay, everybody. One, two, Wait. three. See you, Sabrina.
1: <laughs> You're just making me
0: laugh. <laughs> I'm sweating. I need mean to leave this you room. <laughs>
1: see you, <next> Sunday. <laughs> you literally just said, see you next
0: Tuesday. Yeah, Do you uh, know what that means? Yeah, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means, but a lot of people don't know what our title of our podcast means.
1: No, but I don't care. I like it. Some people get Me it. Me too. All right. Okay. Okay. Whew. Ready?
0: I'm going to count to three and then we say we say... <laughs> See you on the other side. Okay, ready? Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> See you, Sabrina. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay okay okay. <laughs> One,
1: two, S- okay, 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 okay. One, two, three. Okay. 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 One, two,
0: three. See, See you, you on the, on other, the other
1: side. side.